Scott Adams. How are you, brother? Hey, Seattle. How are you? I'm doing you fantastically well. Thank you, Scott. Thank you so much for that. Scott, I, two guys talking, you and me, we were discussing something yesterday, man, that I, I just felt like we had to bring to this show. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. But first, I want to, I you're an athlete. You're, you were a wrestler. I was a boxer. And uh, Scott, neither one of us I, I reached, I don't think he reached Olympic level, uh, but we, we, we were okay. We were good. We were good. But these people who reach Olympic level, Scott, to be considered to represent our nation against other countries, just how grating is it on your nerves as an American athlete who may never, who will never go to the Olympics? Scott, I, I think it's past our time. It's past our time. But talk to us about that. Just how great, how bad is it when somebody uses that platform to 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 say that type of thing? Yeah, it's a it's a sad uh, state of affairs, you know, especially when you see these people doing it uh, never really experienced the kind of suffrage uh, that other people in our in our history have uh, experienced. And, you know, it's, it's frustrating when you see these photographs of uh, there was a photograph floating around social media and the photograph was of this, you know, soy girl, spoiled little brat with a twenty one hundred dollar Mac Airbook Pro saying say with a sticker on her um, laptop, smashing capitalism and talking about, you know, the complaints uh, that she has with her country when really she doesn't even know her history. And, and the fact is, is that she's wearing, you know, 2100 or uh, $150 Doc Martin boots. She's got a $2,100 laptop. She is capitalism paid for by her parents, but yet, you know, she is trying to uh, destroy uh, American greatness, you know? And so when we see these Olympic athletes, they know right from wrong, and that's the other uh, other uh, problem I have with it, is when you see the soccer, the U.S. Women's Soccer Communications Director denying that they disrespected Pete, the harmonica player, when they, in fact, did, and they try to cover it up with other footage and other narratives that say that they were looking at a different flag or whatever it is, we know the history of the women's soccer team. And what they've been all about, the culture of their team. And for them to uh, deny it shows you firsthand that they are aware of exactly what they're doing. It's sort of like you can't cry insanity when, you you know, it's, it's premeditated. Uh, and they uh, did this willfully and strategically. And they're basically another arm of the Liberal Party. They're being covered up. Uh, by by the mainstream press that is an arm of the Liberal Party and perhaps even an arm of China. You know, when we see what China is doing with respect to uh, homophobia, and yet you still see the NBA doubling down on wanting to invest in China, uh, it's hypocrisy at its finest. You know what, Um, Scott? You said something earlier that I, I definitely want to want you to expand on. You said that our kids, these athletes, I mean, these young athletes, they are capitalism. 
Are you saying that the, they don't even realize that it is capitalism that has created the platform that they're standing on? Is that is that what you're saying? Is that what you're telling us, Scott, that, that these well, yeah. kids don't even understand that what has actually made it possible for them to yeah, be who the, they are? The person who made the most sense was Margaret Thatcher when she said the problem with socialism is sooner or long you run out of other people's money to spend. And the, the thing about socialism is it could never really exist on its own. Uh, it, it requires the wealth and prosperity of capitalism in order to squander it. Uh, it's sort of like, you know, bleeding the well dry uh, by piggybacking on some, some wealthy individual and stealing their money and squandering it and wasting it all. I mean, basically, these people that are uh, these people that that have the luxury of endorsing and uh, consuming the whole Marxism, uh, socialism rhetoric, and put, put pushing forth those ideologies, uh, could not ever finance ex- what it is that they're pushing if it wasn't for capitalism. Wow! And the wealth they created, you know, like the celebrities. Uh, who work their way up and do the right thing, and they work their way to the top, and then all of a sudden they do a switcheroo. Uh, and you could you could look at um, Taylor Swift and all kinds of different celebrities, for that matter, who come out of the woodwork. They were minding their P's and Q's all the way up until they became so big to the too big to fail, and then they turn their backs on their fans. Wow. Wow. And folks, I want you to take into account these names. Ocasio-Cortez, Tlaib, Omar, Presley, all of them are spending your money, but they wouldn't have the money to spend. Scott Adams, president of uh, Red State Talk, the talk monster, is telling you they wouldn't have the money to spend. Not even old Joe uh, Bernie, oh, not even old Bernie Sanders wouldn't have the money to spend if not for what? Capitalism. Scott, what do we do then about this puppet uh, evidently, and you give us your opinion on it, but I'm saying this CL saying this, this puppet, pre- this puppet person, I can't call him president, that's sitting in the in the Oval Office. Talk to us about that. I, I think it's an absolute horrifying travesty that we're seeing occur in the, the Oval Office. Talk to us. Well, we got to fight the fight. We have to actually do what we are doing. Right now it's a process. But AZ Audit is going to expose the election rigging. Well, what kind of litigation follows after the uh, truth is put out there? Hopefully, we can uh, do away with these alg- these fake algorithm election machines. Uh, and then we could do what Donald Trump has been doing. You know, Donald Trump is coming out with a, a, a class action lawsuit against Twitter, Facebook, and, uh, and, and, and Google and YouTube. And that's great because a class action lawsuit can go a long way in helping us regain our voice on on social media. So we need to regain our voice. We need to get rid of the election rigging systems. And we need to hold these people accountable for the actions that uh, have taken place. You take like, uh, even over the um, course of, uh, say, our independence celebration, you got the New York Times attacking us, saying waving a flag is akin to racism, or Corey Bush basically coming out and saying that, you know, America is uh, not great and it's a, it's a country full of racists. Uh, and, you know, I beg to differ, you know, with that. 
And we were talking yesterday uh, about a lot of these ideas. There's a lot of room in our world to be grateful for all the things and not get lost in the tragedies and the spoils of what is happening. But we can be grateful and we can uh, live our life with full of love in our hearts uh, wow. and still win the, win the vic- uh, get victories and win the battles. Uh, that are in front of us. Well, you know, Scott, when, when I hear you say that, and folks, I know Scott, we've known him five, known him five years now, and I, I know a little bit about him, his background, his ancestry, all of that. To hear him say this is very important because unlike many of us who are listening to this show, and in fact, probably uh, most of us who are listening to this show, uh, we don't have, I do, I have a, a little bit of Choctaw uh, um, blood in, my, in, in me, but, you know, that, that, if I had a nosebleed, I wouldn't be Choctaw anymore. And so, uh, but, but uh, Scott, Scott, on the other hand, is a Native American. Scott, when you say that you're proud to be an American from your perspective, and I don't think people actually take into account that perspective much, Tell us, Scott, you are a proud American, but yet if anybody has a beef with what America might be or could be, it has to be the Native American people. Talk to us. Yeah, I often joke over Thanksgiving. I'm like, why am I celebrating? You know, like, why are we celebrating? Because we're hungry, that's why. But, um, you know, uh, Thanksgiving is a pilgrim heritage, but, you know, the, the Native American Indians got the short end of the stick on that. You know, my father was a Native American Indian chief. Uh, I'm a CARB member carrier of the Upper Mattapani Indian tribe. I, uh, you know, am, am connected with my tribe. And the thing is, is that my great-grandparents, uh, our family photos in the Smithsonian, uh, and they were p- poor as dirt. My father, when he was three years old, was living in a boxcar. They lived near a stream. They didn't have electricity nor plumbing. They took a bath in the, in the stream. And so what I'm saying is I can make that beef and that complaint that says because my father was a victim of discrimination and, and <clears throat> government policies uh, that were flawed at the time, I, I more than likely am less fortunate today as a result of my uh, immediate ancestry, my great-grandparents who I met, um, who were Native American Indian chiefs, um, and people like that. But when you look back, I was saying in this article that I wrote recently uh, that um, we have a we have we owe a sense of gratitude because if it wasn't for the slavery and the slaughter, if it wasn't for the Native American Indian slaughter or the or the the, the black uh, struggles of slavery, I, I doubt that Jefferson would have ever been inspired to write the words about endowed by our Creator or uh, the pursuit of happiness and the pursuit of liberty and justice and freedom, if it wasn't for the tragedies that he saw firsthand and, in fact, some of the imperfections of his life where he had slaveries of his own, slaves of his own. And so you take that slavery, that slavery struggle, all the way up to Lincoln, would he have been inspired to write Emancipation of Proclamation? Would he, would he have been inspired to write the Emancipation Proclamation? Would he have been inspired? Would Martin Luther King have been inspired to actually voice the words of his dream speech when he had dreamt big, that big. And so the question is, the question is uh, for Corey Bush and people like that that hate America and that want to endorse this critical race theory and tell our children and indoctrinate our children as to how evil and bad our country is. It was those lessons that we learned 
not from cancel culture and tearing statues down and erasing history, but from actually learning from those mistakes of the past, writing the documents like the Constitution, the Emancipation Proclamation, or speaking the words in the dream speech that made us all better people as a melting pot that the United States is, that we could all live together in harmony. That is the ultimate goal for all people in every, every, every uh, country. And I think that America has been blessed with a great document like the Constitution that allows us to amend it and right the wrongs of our past, like Jefferson did, like Martin Luther King did, like Lincoln did. And so we owe a debt of gratitude for that. We should have gratitude in our hearts and we should have love in our hearts to realize that there's hope for our future, given that we've learned from our mistakes of our past. Wow. And I don't think that the um, Black Lives Matter group and the critical race theory liberals are in touch with that concept. I think they're missing that point. Wow. Preach it, brother. Preach it. Scott, I could not have said that better myself. I could not have said that better myself. Thank you, man, so much for sharing that with us. Scott, we don't communicate on radio with each other enough. And I think we have so much to bring uh, as far as you and I having this type of insight that we share privately. But I think we need to share this. And uh, I thank you again for coming on with me here today. I thank you for the Red State platform. I've got about three minutes left, Scott. Tell me, tell all of us, what type of things can we expect from Red State within the next uh, a little bit? We're going to fight the good fight because we're, we're under attack. We're under attack, uh, whether it's uh, Bill Gates wanting us all to eat synthetic beef or get a jab in our arm or put an indoctrinating uh, computer in front of everybody's face in the world, whether it's New York State calling a state of emergency uh, to take away our guns or whether it's Joe Biden's wish to go door to door to you know, mandate a, a, what was supposed to be a voluntary vaccine. Uh, so that we could achieve this 70% uh, endorsement of vaccines so that corporations can do the dirty work that's unconstitutional. See, the thing about this whole vaccination thing is if you get the 70%, the corporation can then answer to their shareholders and say, now we can actually uh, go with the guidelines that the government's put out that would never pass muster in the Supreme Court and never passed uh, muster in terms of being constitutional. But as a private company, we can actually push forward vaccine passports and push out and, and control populations like the globalists have always done. The globalists do these things uh, in controlling people, whether it's opening the borders, starting a war, creating a refugee crisis. They import these slave labor markets into their own uh, countries so as to create more leverage over the slave labor markets that multinational corporations have been enjoying for decades. That's slave labor markets in China, which is the reason why people have been kissing the ring of China. You know, in these multinational corporate uh, treaties uh, that are being endorsed by these multinational corporations that benefit from those slave labor markets. We got to put a stop to all of this. And we have to Win our elections. We, we can only do that if we get rid of the election rigging. And we have to take back our platforms 
for a, a bigger megaphone. And that's something that Donald Trump is doing right now with his class action lawsuits. Folks, and those are the things that are going to be coming over Red State Talk Radio platform. Go there, the Talk Monster. Download it free. The lineup is exceptional. It's incredible. Be a part of something that is rising, about to explode. Red State, Red State Talk, My the president of Red State, Scott Adams, has been my guest. G- Scott, God bless you. God keep you. Tell Leonora <laughs> that I said hello, and we'll talk to all of you real soon. <laughs> Thank you, CL. Take care. You betcha. Bye. Bye now.